Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading is from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The Apostle Paul writes, If, then, there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the Spirit, any compassion and sympathy, Make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you, that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him, and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The psalm for the day is Psalm 51. This is a psalm of David. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, You only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words, and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. 
Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure. Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then will you delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Shall we pray? Everlasting and merciful God, we ask you, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to look in mercy upon your holy Christian Church. Protect and sanctify it by your word of truth. Send forth laborers into the harvest, and grant that your life-giving gospel might be proclaimed faithfully in all lands. Let your protecting hand Rest upon our nation, state, citizens, and government leaders. Prosper what is good among us, and bring to nothing every evil design and purpose. Guide us safely through these times of pandemic and social unrest, with thanksgiving for your abundant mercies, which are new every morning. We commend ourselves into your good and gracious hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The second reading for today comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. St. Luke writes, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence he will rise and give him whatever he needs. 
and I tell you, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Christian believer has been given no greater privilege than the privilege of prayer. When you pray, you come directly into the presence of God. You place before Him all your needs and desires, all your hopes and fears, all your problems and difficulties, all your praise and thanks. You give all these things to God, so that God might do with them as he pleases. And God promises to hear and to answer every single prayer we offer, and to do so with mercy and grace. No prayer offered to God in and through the person of Jesus Christ goes unanswered. Jesus himself promises, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. God most definitely wants us to pray. He attaches very great commands, invitations, and promises to prayer. But sometimes, even for a dedicated Christian, prayer can be hard. Now and then I have found this to be the case in my own life. I am well aware of the privilege and responsibility and promises of prayer. I am well aware that my Christian life is nourished by prayer, and that without prayer there is no spiritual power to be found. I know these things quite well. Nevertheless, I sometimes find that prayer becomes a challenge. Sometimes the lure of the world and its frantic demands for attention and activity can squeeze the spirit of prayer right out of my heart. Sometimes I can become so exhausted by all the pressures and responsibilities of this life that I find it difficult to concentrate on anything, much less on prayer. Sometimes I struggle to come up with the right words. Sometimes I just don't even know where to start. When prayer becomes a challenge, and I think it becomes a challenge for all of us at certain times in our lives, how can we overcome and break through and pray? I'd like to suggest to you that one of the best ways to pray, especially when prayer is hard, is to pray the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples when they asked him for help with praying. The Lord's Prayer is recorded twice in the Bible, 
in Luke chapter 11 and also in Matthew chapter 6. The Lord's Prayer is very familiar. It's the one that begins with the words, Our Father who art in heaven. It's the prayer that Christians have been praying ever since the very beginning of the Christian church. And the Lord's Prayer can be prayed simply and briefly using the words that Jesus provides, just as those words stand in your Bible or in your hymnal or in your prayer book. The Lord's Prayer can also be expanded, and each portion of the prayer can be allowed to inspire deeper reflection and additional petitions. When the spirit of prayer is flowing freely, then the Lord's Prayer provides a wonderful framework to organize and to express the contents of your heart to God. But when the spirit of prayer is not flowing freely, you can still find rest in the Lord's Prayer and allow that prayer to place upon your silent or weary or burdened heart the simple words that you need, words of prayer that are true and good and appropriate for every circumstance. It's just fine. In fact, it's recommended to rely not on your own words, but on the words that Jesus has given to us when you pray. No matter what, you can always pray the Lord's Prayer. Please take a few moments now and consider with me the simplicity and the richness of the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer begins with the words, Our Father. Martin Luther writes in his small catechism, God encourages us to believe that he is truly our Father and that we are truly his children so that we may boldly and confidently pray to him just as beloved children speak to their dear Father. This is truly a marvelous reality, the reality of the gracious fatherhood of God, even towards sinners like us. All people, by nature, are sinful and unclean. We have no natural claim to an inheritance in God's family. But because Jesus died on the cross for us, because Jesus wiped away all our sins by his blood, because of what Jesus has done. We have a place in God's family, a spot at God's table, a share in the heavenly inheritance. Because Jesus died for us, we have a right to pray, to speak with God as our Father. To know that God is your gracious heavenly Father and that you are his beloved child is the basis for all truly confident Christian prayer. Think about it. If a human father provides richly and abundantly in response to the request of his children, how much more will our infinitely good Heavenly Father provide all things in response to the prayer of his redeemed sons and daughters? Jesus says, If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? The Lord's Prayer starts 
with acknowledging the gracious fatherhood of God. Then the prayer continues with seven requests, which are sometimes called petitions. Here are the first three petitions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. First, we pray that God's name would be hallowed. In other words, that God's name would be honored in each and every one of our thoughts, words, and deeds. Second, we pray that God's kingdom would come, that Jesus would come right now through word and sacrament and rule in our hearts as king, and also that Jesus would soon come again to the whole world in power and in glory to establish his visible kingdom on this earth. Third, we pray that God's will would be done, that God would have his way in every circumstance of our lives and in every circumstance of world history, and that every opposing will, including that of the devil, that of the world, and that of our sinful nature, would be defeated. Please notice that we begin the Lord's Prayer by turning our attention to the things of God. Before we address our own individual needs and desires, we pray in the first three petitions that God's name would be hallowed, that God's kingdom would come, and that God's will would be done. We start with the thy petitions before we come to the my petitions. The things of God come first, and the things of us come second. This is as it should be. God is God, after all, and we are his creatures. We are called to fear, to love, and to trust God above all things, including ourselves. Too often, I think we put the cart before the horse when we pray. We jump right in and we say, God, please help me with my problems. Don't get me wrong. There's certainly a time and a place for those kinds of prayers in the Christian life, and the Lord's Prayer itself does indeed make room for such requests, but only after we have sought the things of God first. We do not neglect our own needs and desires. It's just that the Lord's Prayer teaches us to pray to God, Thy, before my. And after the first three petitions, which deal with God's priorities, the Lord's Prayer proceeds to address our needs and desires in petitions four through seven. The fourth petition is, give us this day our daily bread. Daily bread is a phrase that refers to everything that is required to meet our material needs. In the fourth petition, we ask God to provide what we require to live this physical life here on earth, things like food, clothing, home, and family. The fifth petition is, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Just as we pray about our physical needs, so we pray about our spiritual needs. 
and our greatest spiritual need is for forgiveness. We are all sinners, each and every one of us, and therefore we all need God's forgiveness and grace in order to be saved. Jesus won the forgiveness we need when he died on the cross. In the fifth petition, we ask God to give us the faith we need to receive Jesus' forgiveness and to be saved by it. Notice that in the fifth petition, we also promise to forgive others, just as God has forgiven us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Please take this promise, which you make every time you pray the Lord's Prayer, with utmost sincerity. You promise to forgive others, and remember to whom you make this promise. You make it to God himself. The sixth petition is, Lead us not into temptation. Here, we ask God to protect us from all the influences of the devil, the world, and the sinful human nature, which aim to lead us into false belief, despair, and other great and shameful sins. This petition is a good one to keep at the forefront of your mind and ready to go at all times. You never know when temptation will strike. When it does, deploy the sixth petition immediately. Lord, lead us not into temptation. The seventh petition is, But deliver us from evil. I appreciate Martin Luther's explanation of this petition in the small catechism. Luther writes, We pray in this petition as in a summary that our Heavenly Father would deliver us from every type of evil, whether it affects our bodies or souls, property or reputation, and at last, when our hour of death comes, would grant us a blessed end to our earthly lives and graciously take us from this world of sorrow to himself in heaven. Finally, the Lord's Prayer ends with a truly comforting reminder that God is indeed the boss of everything. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. If you ever feel like your life or the world is spinning out of control, focus on these last few phrases of the Lord's Prayer. God still has the kingdom. God still has the power. God still has the glory. And he's not giving them up. He's still in control, now and forever. So that's the Lord's Prayer, an address to God the Father, three petitions pertaining to the things of God, four petitions pertaining to the needs of our own lives, and a concluding doxology, reminding us that God is the King who reigns. This sermon has only scratched the surface of the Lord's Prayer. There are so many more riches that can be found in these words that Jesus has taught us. The Lord's Prayer is indeed a prayer that spans all of heaven and all of earth. I believe that everything that needs praying about, and I mean everything, is touched upon in some form or fashion 
and included by the prayer which Jesus has taught us. So I invite you to discover the riches of the Lord's Prayer for yourself. It's a good prayer to pray when prayer is easy and also when prayer is hard. Take up the prayer of Jesus and make it your own. There's no better way to grow in Christian faith than by praying the Lord's Prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. The hymn for today is Take My Life That I May Be. Take my life that I may be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my king. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my will and make it thine, it shall be no longer mine. Take my heart, it is thine own, it shall be thy royal throne. Take my love, my Lord I pour, at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Would you please join with me now as we confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed? We confess. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission 
is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. I would like to invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Right now, to help us all stay safe during the virus pandemic, we're doing drive-in worship. We're gathering in our parking lot to listen to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour from the friendly confines of our vehicles. Please come join us. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park, at 12449 Clementa Avenue Northwest. Google search Faith Lutheran Church Monticello to find our website or Facebook page. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now. But remember this, ask in prayer and you shall receive.